The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. I hope you're enduring this Northern Hemisphere winter without any serious issues. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday, January 19th, 2023, Thursday of the second week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the rosary. And our saint today is Saint Henry of Sweden, an Englishman of the 12th century residing at Rome. In 1152, he was consecrated Bishop of Uppsala, Sweden. In 1154, St. Eric, King of Sweden, led a punitive expedition against the Finns. This was in retaliation for their marauding activity into Sweden. Henry accompanied him. Eric offered peace and the Christian faith to the people of Finland, but they refused. A battle ensued. The Swedes won. Henry baptized the defeated people, and when Eric returned to Sweden, Henry remained behind, working to convert more of the Finns. In time, Henry met a violent death on account of his love for God. Henry was buried at Nusus, and miracles were reported at his tomb. St. Henry of Sweden, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My Lord and Father, inspire my thoughts, words, and actions, and accompany them with your aid, so that I may undertake all my activities according to your will and out of love for you. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that educators may be credible witnesses, teaching fraternity rather than competition, and helping the youngest and most vulnerable above all. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. In today's Gospel, we see Jesus surrounded by crowds. St. Mark tells us in his own succinct style, Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude from Galilee followed, also from Judea and Jerusalem and Idumea, and from beyond the Jordan and from about Tyre and Sidon. A great multitude, hearing all that he did, came to him. And he told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, lest they should crush him. For he had healed many, so that all who had diseases pressed upon him to touch him. So Jesus, here we see you, as we often do during your public life, surrounded by many people, people as it were pushing on you from all sides. And in this case, the solution, the way to be able to survive this, is to go out in a boat and to address the people from the boat. We see you this, do this several times. We, we know that crowds, especially very big crowds, 
are tiring and a bit chaotic and noisy and a bit unpredictable as well. It's not an easy thing to be caught in the middle of a crowd. And so often during the Lord's public life, he is surrounded by crowds. We can imagine the sort of work that involved for Jesus to project his voice, for example, to be heard. Uh, Maybe also that helps us understand why Jesus addressed people on the slope of mountains. Because from an acoustic point of view, and also from the point of view of visibility, for a big crowd, it would be easier to see our Lord when he, if he was higher up the mountain. Um, yes, Lord Jesus, you are constantly surrounded by big crowds, big crowds. And even today, the reality is that big crowds are looking for you also. So many people, everybody ultimately looking for you. I myself, Jesus, I profess it. I profess my need for you with the words of St. Augustine, St. Augustine's immortal words. You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Yes, Jesus, big crowds, always big crowds. But you don't deal with us as a crowd. You don't deal with me or with anybody else as just one of a crowd. No. Jesus deals with each one of us as a unique, precious, sacred, individual person. We could think of those words of the recently deceased uh, great Benedict XVI in his inaugural homily as Pope when he said, Each of us is willed, each of us is loved, each of us is necessary. So when Jesus looks on the crowds, he doesn't see just a whole mass of people. He sees individual persons whom he loves infinitely and without any condition and whom he loves individually and personally. That's why, Lord, in my prayer, I can address you with tremendous confidence. I'm speaking to you personally now. Each one of us can have an intimate conversation with Jesus, a personal dialogue, a communication, a contact with our Lord. Jesus Christ, you are the one who best knows and loves me. Mental prayer, what we're trying to do now, is what St. Teresa of Avila referred to as being alone with the one who best knows us and loves us. That's you, Jesus. And that's why prayer is always a relief. It's always a source of life. Again, Pope Benedict, well, many years before he was elected Pope in a sermon, Father Ratzinger spoke about this personal nature of prayer. And the way he put it was talking about our Lord. He said, he has a face and he seeks our face. He is a person, and he seeks the person. Well, Jesus, I want to be personally found by you, and I want to engage with you personally. I want my prayer to be genuine, authentic, from the heart. For Jesus, there are no crowds or masses of people. For Jesus, there are beloved individuals, persons, for whom he has given his life. This also helps us to realise, I suppose, the value, the beauty of each individual person we encounter. The story is sometimes told of a visit that St. John Paul II uh, made to France. I think it was his first visit to France in 1980. And he had uh, a meeting with thousands and thousands of young French people. And they were asking him questions. They submitted questions in writing. It was a dialogue and 
Pope John Paul really enjoyed it. And it went on and on for quite a while. He was reading the questions that they had submitted and he was dialoguing with them, giving the answers. And it was a wonderful occasion. But then he was under pressure from the people organizing his journey, his trip, because they had to move on to the next appointment. And he took out one last question that he wanted to answer, but there was no time. And the question was, Holy Father, does God exist? Tell me, I need to know. And at that moment, the Pope was was moved on and he had to leave that uh, meeting with young people and, and he couldn't answer the question. But it stayed with him and he was very concerned, you know, about it was, I think, a young man who had written the question and put his name, let's say, Michel uh, or Michael at the end of the question. And uh, the Pope was concerned that he hadn't been able to answer that urgent question, that, that burning question. Um, so apparently he asked the Archbishop of that area, perhaps I think it was Paris, to see if they could find out who this young man was. They only had his Christian name. They didn't have his surname. And it took several months, several months. And that young man was invited to Rome to continue his dialogue with the Pope. In the meantime, apparently, he had come to the faith because some friends of him had, had given him a gospel to read, a copy of the Gospels. But it's a lovely illustration, isn't it, that, you know, faced with maybe several hundred thousand young people, the Pope was interested in each one. Because you, Lord, are interested in each one. Because you, Jesus, give your life for each one of us, not just for a mass of people, not just for everybody, which is wonderful, but for each one, for each one. Each person is precious. And Jesus, help me also to treasure each person, to reverence each person, to see you in each person. C.S. Lewis um, says, there are no ordinary people. It is immortals whom we joke with, work with, marry, snub and exploit. Very, very uh, didactic phrase. It is immortals we're dealing with all the time. So every single human person I meet is actually a gift of God to me. Every single human person I meet is worth all the blood of Christ. Every single person I meet is made in the image and likeness of God and bears the stamp of immortality on him or her. Jesus, help me to love people as you love them. Jesus, help me to see people with your eyes. Help me to understand people with your mind. Help me to love people with your heart, with your heart. Today, Jesus, as I contemplate you surrounded by crowds, crowds pressing upon you to hear the words of eternal life, I ask you to increase in me my love for people, my love for individual persons, my zeal for souls, my concern for people. St. John Henry Newman has a lovely prayer where he's asking the Lord for zeal or charity or love for people. And he says, Jesus, when I ask you for zeal, I'm really just asking for your very self. I'm asking for yourself. So Jesus, as you sit among the crowds and I'm among the crowds, I'm having a very personal dialogue with you I want to embrace all my brothers and sisters in this crowd and I ask you for zeal, for love, for charity. I ask you, Jesus, for your very self. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, 
my guardian angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 minutes past the hour, and this is Daybreak. It's Thursday, January 19th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this day of prayer with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth. And all nations learn your saving help. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples, you guide the nations on earth. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God our God has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing, till the ends of the earth revere him. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Lord, you are our Savior. We will praise you forever. Lord, you are our Savior. We will praise you forever. We heard with our own ears, O God. Our fathers have told us the story of the things you did in their days, you, yourself, in days long ago. To plant them, you uprooted the nations. To let them spread, you laid peoples low. No sword of their own won the land. No arm of their own brought them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face. For you loved them. It is you, my King, my God, who granted victories to Jacob, 
Through you, we beat down our foes. In your name, we trampled our aggressors. For it was not in my bow that I trusted, nor yet was I saved by my sword. It was you who saved us from our foes. It was you who put our foes to shame. All day long our boast was in God, and we praised your name without ceasing. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, you are our Savior. We will praise you forever. Spare us, O Lord. Do not bring your own people into contempt. Spare us, O Lord. Do not bring your own people into contempt. Yet now you have rejected us, disgraced us. You no longer go forth with our armies. You make us retreat from the foe, and our enemies plunder us at will. You make us like sheep for the slaughter, and scatter us among the nations. You sell your own people for nothing, and make no profit by the sale. You make us the taunt of our neighbors, the laughingstock of all who are near. Among the nations, you make us a byword. Among the peoples, a thing of derision. All day long, my disgrace is before me. My face is covered with shame. At the voice of the taunter, the scoffer. At the sight of the foe and avenger. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Spare us, O Lord. Do Do not bring your own people into contempt. Rise up, O Lord, and save us, for you are merciful. Rise Rise up, O Lord, and save us, for for you you are merciful. This befell us that we had not forgotten you, that we had not been false to your covenant, though we had not withdrawn our hearts, though our feet had not strayed from your path. Yet you have crushed us in a place of sorrows and covered us with the shadow of death. Had we forgotten the name of our God? Or stretched out our hands to another God? Would not God have found this out, he who knows the secrets of the heart? It is for you we face death all day long and are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake, O Lord. Why do you sleep? Arise, Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our oppression and misery? For we are brought down low to the dust. Our body lies prostrate on the earth. Stand up and come to our help. Redeem us 
because of your love. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, rise up and come to our aid. With your strong arm, lead us to freedom, as you mightily delivered our forefathers. Since you are the King who knows the secrets of our hearts, fill them with the light of truth. Rise up, O Lord, and save us, for you are merciful. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses spoke to the people, saying, Bear in mind and do not forget how you angered the Lord your God in the desert. From the day you left the land of Egypt, Until you arrived in this place, you have been rebellious toward the Lord. At Horeb you so provoked the Lord that he was angry enough to destroy you when I had gone up the mountain to receive the stone tablets of the covenant which the Lord made with you. Meanwhile, I stayed on the mountain forty days and forty nights without eating or drinking, till the Lord gave me the two tablets of stone inscribed by God's own finger with a copy of all the words that the Lord spoke to you on the mountain from the midst of the fire on the day of the assembly. Then, at the end of the forty days and forty nights, when the Lord had given me the two stone tablets of the covenant, he said to me, Go down from here now, Quickly, for your people, whom you have brought out of Egypt, have become depraved. They have already turned aside from the way I pointed out to them, and have made for themselves a molten idol. I have seen now how stiff-necked this people is. The Lord said to me, Let me be that I may destroy them and blot out their name From under the heavens, I will then make of you a nation mightier and greater than they. When I had come down again from the blazing, fiery mountain with the two tablets of the covenant in both my hands, I saw how you had sinned against the Lord your God. You had already turned aside from the way which the Lord had pointed out to you by making for yourselves a molten calf. Raising the two tablets with both hands, I threw them from me and broke them before your eyes. Then, as before, I lay prostrate before the Lord for forty days and forty nights without eating or drinking because of all the sin you had committed in the sight of the Lord and the evil you had done to provoke him. For I dreaded the fierce anger of the Lord against you. His wrath would destroy you. Yet once again, the Lord listened to me. With Aaron, too, the Lord was deeply angry and would have killed him had I not prayed for him also at that time. Then taking the calf, the sinful object you had made, and fusing it with fire, I ground it down to powder, as fine as dust, 
which I threw into the wadi that went down the mountainside. Those forty days then and forty nights I lay prostrate before the Lord because he had threatened to destroy you. This was my prayer to him. O Lord God, destroy not your people, the heritage which your majesty has ransomed and brought out of Egypt with your strong hand. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Look not upon the stubbornness of this people, nor upon their wickedness and sin, lest the people from whose land you have brought us say, The Lord was not able to bring them into the land he promised them. Or, out of hatred for them, he brought them out to slay them in the desert. They are, after all, your people and your heritage, whom you have brought out by your great power and with your outstretched arm. Moses pleaded with the Lord God and said, Why, O Lord, should your anger blaze against your people? Turn from your burning wrath. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to whom you promised a land where milk and honey flow. So the Lord relented and held back the punishment with which he had threatened his people. God said to Moses, You have found favor with me. You are my intimate friend. So the Lord relented and held back the punishment with which he had threatened his people. A reading from a letter by Fulgentius of Ruspa, Bishop. Notice at the conclusion of our prayer, we never say, through the Holy Spirit, but rather through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Through the mystery of the Incarnation, Jesus Christ became man, a mediator of God and man. He is a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. By shedding his own blood, he entered once and for all into the holy places. He did not enter a place made by human hands, a mere type of the true one, but he entered heaven itself, where he is at God's right hand, interceding for us. Quite correctly, the church continues to reflect this mystery in her prayer. This mystery of Jesus Christ, the high priest, is reflected in the Apostle Paul's statement, Through him, then, let us always offer a sacrifice of praise to God, the fruit of lips that profess belief in his name. We were once enemies of the Father, but have been reconciled through the death of Christ. Through him, then, we offer our sacrifice of praise, our prayer to God. He became our offering to the Father and through him our offering is now acceptable. It is for this reason that Peter the Apostle urges us to be built up as living stones into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices pleasing to God through Jesus Christ. This, then, is the reason why we offer prayer to God our Father, but through Jesus Christ our Lord. When we speak of Christ's priesthood, what else do we mean than the Incarnation? Through this mystery, the Son of God, though his state was divine, emptied himself to assume the condition of a slave. As a slave, he humbled himself 
and in obedience he even accepted death. Even though he possessed equality with the Father, he became a little less than the angels. Always equal to the Father, the Son became a little less because he became a man. Christ lowered himself when he emptied himself to assume the condition of a slave. By this condition, Christ, the only begotten Son of God, though himself ever remaining God, became a priest. To him, along with the Father, we offer our sacrifice. Yet through him the sacrifice we now offer is holy, living, and pleasing to God. Indeed, if Christ had not sacrificed himself for us, we could not offer any sacrifice. It is for him that our human nature becomes a redemptive offering. When we offer our prayers through him, our priest, we confess that Christ truly possesses the flesh of our race. Clearly, the apostle refers to this when he says, Every high priest is taken from among men. He is appointed to act on behalf of these same men in their relationship to God. He is to offer gifts and sacrifices to God. We do not, however, only say, Your Son, when we conclude our prayer. We also say, Who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit. In this way, we commemorate the natural unity of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It is clear, then, that the Christ who exercises a priestly role on our behalf is the same Christ who enjoys a natural unity and equality with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Let us approach the throne of grace with perfect confidence. We, we shall, shall find compassion and grace to help us in time of need. We do not have a high priest who is incapable of understanding our weaknesses. We, we shall, shall find compassion and grace to help us in the time of need. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who govern all things, both in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the pleading of your people and bestow your peace on our times. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Twenty-three minutes before the hour, we'll check out today's gospel in just a few minutes, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday, January 19th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible. The Lord uses a boat for a pulpit from the third chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude from Galilee followed also from Judea and Jerusalem, and Idumea, and from beyond the Jordan, and from about Tyre and Sidon, a great multitude, hearing all that he did, came to him. Jesus told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, lest they should crush him, for he had healed many, so that all who had diseases pressed upon him to touch him. 
And whenever the unclean spirits beheld Jesus, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God! Jesus strictly ordered them not to make him known. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. There are a lot of very mistaken notions about the Catholic Church floating around today, and it's our duty to at least begin to correct those errors. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. As Christians, we cannot remain unresponsive to so much ignorance and so many errors about Christ, His Church, the most fundamental truths. For God has constituted us the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Every Christian has to share in the task of Christian formation. He has to feel the urgency of evangelizing, since that gives me no grounds for boasting, for necessity is laid upon me. Nobody can opt out of this urgent task. The task of a Christian is to drown evil in an abundance of good. It is not a question of negative campaigns or of being anti-anything. On the contrary, we should live positively, full of optimism, with youthfulness, joy, and peace. We should be understanding with everybody, with the followers of Christ and with those who abandon Him, or with those who have never known Him at all. Understanding does not mean holding back or remaining indifferent, but being active. We need to have initiative, to want everyone to see the lovable face of Christ. As we become aware of this task of spreading the doctrine of Jesus Christ, we have to start by asking God to increase our faith. Make me believe you ever more and more. We beg in the Adoro Te Devote, that Eucharistic hymn of St. Thomas Aquinas. In this way, we will be able to say also in the words of the hymn, I believe all the Son of God has spoken, than truth's own word there is no truer token. As our faith grows stronger, we will prepare ourselves to be instruments in the hands of God who grants light to minds dimmed by ignorance and error. Only God's grace can move the will to assent to the truths of faith. That is why, when we want to attract somebody to the Christian faith, we have to accompany that apostolate with humble and constant prayer. And with that prayer, penance, mortification, perhaps in little details connected with our work, our family life, but supernatural and specific. When the environment is difficult and we come up against barriers or apparently insurmountable obstacles, we will be filled with optimism if we remember that God's grace can move even the hardest of hearts, that the greater the difficulties we encounter, the greater the supernatural help we will receive. Lord, teach us to make you known. Today, too, the crowds have lost their way and need you. They are so often ignorant without the light to know which way to turn, which way to go. Holy Mary, help us not to waste a single opportunity of making your Son, Jesus Christ, known. Guide us, guide us, so that we can make many other people long to carry out this noble task of spreading the truth. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore.
16 before the hour, and we pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. your mighty power, Lord, come to our aid. Stir up your your mighty mighty power, power, Lord, come come to our aid. O shepherd of Israel, hear us. You who lead Joseph's flock, shine forth from your cherubim throne upon Ephraim, Benjamin, Manasseh. O Lord, rouse up your might. O Lord, come to our help. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. Lord God of hosts, how long will you frown on your people's plea? You have fed them with tears for their bread, an abundance of tears for their drink. You have made us the taunt of our neighbors. Our enemies laugh us to scorn. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. You brought a vine out of Egypt. To plant it, you drove out the nations. Before it, you cleared the ground. It took root and spread through the land. The mountains were covered with its shadow, the cedars of God with its boughs. It stretched out its branches to the sea, to the great river, It stretched out its shoots. Then why have you broken down its walls? It is plucked by all who pass by. It is ravaged by the boar of the forest, devoured by the beasts of the field. God of hosts, turn again, we implore. Look down from heaven and see. 
visit this vine and protect it, the vine your right hand has planted. Men have burnt it with fire and destroyed it. May they perish at the frown of your face. May your hand be on the man you have chosen, the man you have given your strength, and we shall never forsake you again. Give us life that we may call upon your name. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us and we shall be saved. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, Eternal Shepherd, you so tend the vineyard you planted that now it extends its branches even to the farthest coast. Look down on your church and come to us. Help us remain in your Son as branches on the vine that, planted firmly in your love, we may testify before the whole world to your great power working everywhere. Stir up your mighty power, Lord. Come to our aid. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. I give you thanks, O Lord, though you have been angry with me. Your anger has abated, and you have consoled me. God indeed is my Savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and He has been my Savior. With joy you will draw water at the fountain of salvation and say on that day, Give thanks to the Lord, acclaim His name. Among the nations make known His deeds. Proclaim how exalted is His name. Sing praise to the Lord for His glorious achievement. Let this be known throughout all the earth. Shout with exultation, O city of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as it was, was in, in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord has worked marvels for us, Make it known to the ends of the world. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Shout in triumph to the God of Jacob. Raise a song and sound the timbrel, the sweet-sounding harp and the lute. Blow the trumpet at the new moon when the moon is full. On our feast. For this is Israel's law, a command of the God of Jacob. He imposed it as a rule on Joseph when he went out against the land of Egypt. A voice I did not know said to me, I freed your shoulder from the burden, your hands were freed from the load. You called in distress, and I saved you. I answered concealed in the storm cloud. At the waters of Mirabah I tested you. 
Listen, my people, to my warning. O Israel, if only you would heed. Let there be no foreign god among you, no worship of an alien god. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you from the land of Egypt. Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. But my people did not heed my voice, and Israel would not obey. So I left them in their stubbornness of heart to follow their own designs. Oh, that my people would heed me, that Israel would walk in my ways. At once I would subdue their foes, turn my hand against their enemies. The Lord's enemies would cringe at their feet, and their subjection would last forever. But Israel I would feed with finest wheat and fill them with honey from the rock. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, open our mouths to proclaim your glory. Help us leave sin behind and to rejoice in professing your name. Ring Ring out out your joy joy to God, God, our strength. A reading from the letter to the Romans. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but of justice, peace, and the joy that is given by the Holy Spirit. Whoever serves Christ in this way pleases God and wins the esteem of men. Let us, then, make it our aim to work for peace and to strengthen one another. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. In the early hours of the morning I think of you, O Lord. In the the early early hours hours of the morning, morning, I I think of you, O Lord. Always you are there to help me. I I think think of you, O Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. In the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight, all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. 
In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins. Let us pray. Blessed be God, our Father, who protects his children and never spurns their prayers. Let us humbly implore him. Enlighten us, Lord. Enlighten us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for enlightening us through your Son. Fill us with his light throughout the day. Enlighten us, Lord. Let your wisdom lead us today, Lord. That we may walk in the newness of life. Enlighten us, Lord. May we bear hardships with courage for your namesake. And be generous in serving you. Enlighten us, Lord. Direct our thoughts, feelings, and actions this day. Help us to follow your providential guidance. Enlighten us, Lord. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as as we forgive those who trespass against us. And And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, true light and source of all light, listen to our morning prayer, turn our thoughts to what is holy, and may we ever live in the light of your love. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. It's another new Thursday. And morning air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn. Patrick Madrid a bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. You go out, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.